dynamic people of God, I want to introduce to you today a very phenomenal woman of God that God is sending by in these 42 days so that we can manifest 2020 vision so that we may see as God sees. Hallelujah. That we would no longer, uh, my God, um, see our enemies as a threat, but we will begin to see uh, ourselves as overcoming our enemies. Uh, just as Caleb, uh, my God, over in the book of Numbers, uh, when the 10 spies had the negative report, uh, Caleb had to say, wait a second, we can do this. Amen. In spite of how big it is, how in spite of how, how the obstacle may seem, in spite of the storm or the situation or what's up against you, my God, that you may see what God has spoken and that you may know that you can possess it in the name of Jesus. So dynamic people of God, let me introduce to you God's vessel on today. Uh, we thank God for every vessel that have come by and those that are on the way and even those that have the desire but cannot amen in the name of jesus glory to god and so this woman of god hallelujah um she is the founder of the god's view and she offers wisdom and guidance through her podcast and blogs in order to impart god's wisdom into the highways and byways so that many will know truth and in knowing God's truth, they will be set free. My God, we bless God for this ministry that God has placed on the inside of her, the God's view, valorous, international, esteemed woman. My God, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. We thank God for her servanthood and where God has placed her for such a time as this to do a mighty and great work for his kingdom. I want to introduce to some and hallelujah, glory to God and reintroduce to others that may know her, this amazing, powerful, anointed woman of God that's coming via all the way from um, Savannah, Georgia, none other than Thomasina Johnson. We bless God for the anointing on her life. And we thank God that she availed herself to be a vessel unto him or for him on today for such a time as this. My God, to God be the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Tamika Johnson. Um, my sermon today, I'm just going to get right into it. Um, the sermon today um, will be coming out of Mark 13, the 13th chapter and the 14th chapter. And I will be um, putting in other um, verses um, from other chapters as well and other books of the Bible to... Um, Go along with these um, with these books um, of Mark 13 and Mark 14. Um, the sermon is about falsehood, and uh, what falsehood means is pretty much a liar or a deceiver um, of the word. So let's let's get right into it here. Um, so Mark 13, we're gonna pull out some verses from Mark 13. And I'm going to be pulling out verses that kind of confirm of what Jesus said in Mark 13 um, in other books. And then we'll start talking about what um, God feels about liars and what we see today in the liars and the deceivers among the prophets and the pastors and uh, even just among just people, you know. So 
first one will be March 13, um, 5 through 6, and then we'll jump right into the 21st verse to the 22nd. And it reads, And Jesus answering them began to say, Take heed, lest any man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And then if any man shall say to you, Lo, here is Christ, or lo, he is there, believe him not. For false Christ and false prophets shall rise, and shall show signs and wonders to seduce, if it were possible, even the elect. Okay. <clears throat> um, on, and that's just the, the prophecies of what's to come. He was telling uh, the disciples what's to come. That does not just mean in their era and time, but into now. Today now we are having a lot of false prophets that's rising and, uh, and they're showing signs and wonders and they're looking like they're healing. And then at the same time, they're doing all the crazy stuff. So um, everything you see, just because, you know, and that's the thing, you know, people want to see signs and miracles. And, you know, at the same breath, you know, people may be healing on the outside. But if God ain't working something within, then it's just not real. It's just, let's be real. If it's not, if it's not real, if God ain't working within you. Okay, because Jesus didn't just come here to show people that he's a healer. And um, he, he came to send a message of, of that, that the kingdom of God is at hand. So, you know, and until you know what that kingdom is, you're just going to be thinking, oh, you know, you know, he's talking about heaven. You know what I'm saying? But he's, all, he's already bringing heaven to you. And so people don't realize that. So, you know, uh, they're just looking for signs and miracles. They're looking for something to show proof. And if you're a believer, you don't need to show proof because your life is your proof. Your testimony is your proof. But a lot of people don't have a testimony because they're wallowing. We're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going. So we're going to confirm Mark 13 with uh, Matthew 24, chapter verses 4 through 5. Then we're going to jump to 11, verse 11, and after verse 11, we're going to jump to verses 23 to 24. So Matthew 24, chapter, verses 4 to 5 reads, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And many prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. Then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not, for there shall rise false Christ and false prophets, and shall break signs and wonders, and so much that if they were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. The very elect. Do y'all know who the very elect is? The very elect are the already ones that are chosen. So they're going to deceive even those who are said to have been chosen to do the work of God. So they will also be deceived. So let's keep it moving. Um, I have another one that confirms Mark and Matthew. This is all Jesus speaking. Everything I do is about what Jesus says, and then I pull out scriptures, other scriptures from the Bible that confirm what Jesus says. So here we go. We have Luke, the 21st chapter, 
not therefore after them. And ye shall be betrayed by, by betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinsfolk and friends. And some of you shall they cause to be put to death. Okay, so this is all uh, precept from precept, verse from verse, confirming um, what's to come during that time and from our time as well. So I don't know if you heard, uh, there are many, many different stories of people saying they, you know, died and they saw Jesus and Jesus told them to do this and Jesus told them to do that. And obviously, <laughs> these are not true stories. Because Jesus is blatantly telling us right here, there were many false Christs and many false prophets shall rise. So he's already telling you that those people who have said that they thought they seen Jesus, that's not who have they seen. And that can only show you how much Satan has been used, been used to deceive mankind. He has used and deceived mankind. For years, all throughout the Bible, he has deceived mankind because it's easy for him to come to you and say, I am Christ, I am this, I am that, and we will believe it because the light's shining and we're like, oh my gosh, that got to be Jesus, he's coming to save me, and so we believe it. So those people, they believe what they saw, and because that's just what they believe. You know, they saw the light, and they heard somebody talking to them. And so they believe it, and they come on YouTube. <laughs> they come on YouTube, and they tell everybody all about what, what's been, what, they, what they heard or what, whatever uh, that spirit told them. But Jesus already clearly telling you here, that ain't me. That's not me speaking to you. That's not me speaking to them. And that there was even deceived those who are selected to be one chosen to speak to many people. They will even be confused and deceived. So, and that just, like I said, that goes to show you how many prophets might have even been deceived in the Old Testament in believing they were doing the will of God and they were not. So don't be deceived, people. I'm telling you now, don't be deceived, don't believe the hype, <laughs> because it's not true. He's already telling you it's not true. So it's not true. It's not. When Jesus comes, he ain't coming over here to tell you this and tell you that. He's already told you this and told you that. When he comes back, it's not going to be pleasant. We already know. If you read the Bible, you will see it's not going to be pleasant. When he comes back, for real, it's not. So... When they sit here saying they see Jesus, that's not who they're seeing. That's not. That's not who they're seeing. So, um, and, and even, even, um, so we're going to come, um, we're going to come back further here. And, um, hold on a second. I want to confirm. Um, Okay, so we're gonna even we're gonna confirm also um, with Mark uh, uh, with Mark said in thirteen um, in thirteen here about the false prophets. We're gonna confirm that with some more scripture here about false prophets that Jesus um, spoke about. So here we go, we are, We're gonna talk about here on Matthew. 
still making excuses on why they can't do the will of God. The people still saying I'm a sinner. The people say I'm a sinner saved by grace. Yeah, we all got some grace. That's why we, that, and, and, and that the good grace is given so that we'll know that we can do the right thing. Oh, yeah, we made a mistake, but we can get back up and we can do it right the next time. That's how grace works. It doesn't mean I'm going to keep sinning, keep sinning, God going to keep forgiving me. No, that's not how grace works. Grace is forgiveness, saying, that, okay, I forgive you, and I do it right next time. That's what it means. It don't mean keep sinning. That's not what it means. So we're going to keep it moving. So we're going to go, um, we're going to talk more further about the, the, the prophets and the pastors and how um, they are deceiving and lying to the people. So here we go. We got Jeremiah chapter 10, uh, the 21st verse, and it reads, For the pastors are, be, are become brutish and have not sought the Lord. Therefore, they shall not pass, prosper, and all their flocks shall be scattered. So even, and even Jesus confirms it, that he will scatter the flock. He himself will scatter the flock from the pastors. That's what he meant. I'm going to scatter the flock from you, and then I'm going to have my flock come to me. My flock going to know who I am. So they're going to come to me. Yeah, your flock might run, run around and go all over the place. But my flock, my flock going to know who I am. So um, that's, that's Jeremiah. That's Jeremiah. Um, we also have, uh, to confirm uh, more of uh, what Jesus said here in Mark, we're going to go to, uh, let's see what I got here. Um, we have, um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get it all together. I got so much going on here. Okay, so we have, I got more scriptures here about, um, about more false prophets. So here we go. We got Second Peter chapter 2, 1 through 7. But there were false prophets also among the people. See? So even there, when Jesus was gone, he left, resurrected, went to the right hand of God, Peter came and also said, but there were false prophets also among the people. So there were false prophets forming right then already, starting right then. Even as there shall be false teachers among you. So now he's saying there's false teachers now, and there's going to be more false teachers to come. More, more, false, more false prophets, more false teachers, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. So these people will speak of all kinds of stuff, and they 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 will anything that's true will be spoken as if it was evil. That's what they're doing today. Let me keep on reading, and we're going to get into what they're doing today. So, and then you you're going to really see it now. And through covetousness, <laughs> that's what we got going on. Through covetousness shall they with same words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not. 
not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spare not the angels that sin, but cast them down to hell, and deliver them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, and not spare the old world, but save Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemning them with an overthrow, making them an unsensible of those that after shall, should live ungodly, and deliver just what that's what filthy conversation of the wicked. That is what we are dealing with today. We already are, are already at covenant. How are we at covenant? What is covenant? Covenant is a desire for something that is not yours, that cannot be yours. That's what covenant is, okay? So let's look at what, what, what people are desiring today. That's covenant. On homosexuality, people don't realize this, but homosexuality is coveting because you're desiring to be with someone that you're not supposed to be with because God did not ordain you to be with that person. So you're coveting. You're desiring something that does not belong to you. Okay? So a man that desires for a man is a coveter because that man does not belong to him. That man belongs to a woman, and a woman belongs to a man. So when you desire something that does not belong to you, that God did not ordain for you to have, that is coveting. That's what it is. So that's why homosexuality is bad. They have even gone so far as to want to desire to have sex with, with animals. And, or, or to even be an animal. I've seen people transform their whole bodies so they can look like different types of animals. They're not satisfied with themselves. They are coveting to be something they are not supposed to be. That is coveting. So Jesus, was, I mean, the, the Bible is clearly telling you, Peter here is telling you that they're coming in and they're being covetous. They're being they're coming, and, and he was breaking down how, the, how God was, didn't even spare the angels. So how you figure that your grace is going to keep up with you at the end of the day? God didn't even spare the angels that was up there with him. So why you think he's going to spare you? He's not going to spare you because you can't come up there with him and all his godliness, and you come up there with all your corruption. He don't want that. God don't want no corruption around him. That's why he said to cast the angels out, because they were corrupt. That's why Satan got kicked out. Corrupt. So how you figure that he's not going to want you coming up that changed? You got to be changed. You got to be transformed by the renewal, the renewal of your mind and your heart. That's what you got to be in order to get up there with him. You can't desire to be with God and then still living in sin, because he don't want that. God can't look at that. He don't like it. He can't, he can't, mm -mm, that's not what he wants. So you got to get right so you can go up there with him. And if you love him enough, that's what you want to do. If that's your desire. So not everybody want to desire all these different things. But why are you not desiring enough to want to be with God and say, I'm going to change. I'm going to let God use me. I'm going to let God, I'm going to be a vessel for the most high. 
so he can change me and, and, and resurrect me into the right person and, and renew something within me. You see? So let's get back into it. He even brought up the fact that Noah was saved out of all the people in the old world. It was the old world. You see that? It wasn't even, it was the same world, the same earth, but it was a whole new world because it was a whole new different type of people back then. You see what I'm saying? The earth was still the same, but the people was not. The people was gone. We were, this was a whole new generation of people that were brought into Noah. Okay? Well, he said he was the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness. And only him survived, him and his family survived during the flood. Who are you? What, are you going to survive? When God rains fire down, are you going to survive? Are you going to be amongst the new world? Or you want to be cast into the fire with the old world? You need to make a decision today. Is that what you want to do? They did it for Solomon and Gomorrah. Sodom and Gomorrah is happening today, right now. Right now, Sodom and Gomorrah is happening. And people act like they don't see it. You know what they're saying? They're saying homosexuality. Is God, you know, God loves homos and God loves this and God loves that. No, God don't like no sin. He loves people. Well, get a twist now. He loves people. He don't like no sins, though. That's what he don't like. So if you like your sin more than you like God, you, you, you already made your choice. So don't get mad with God when he makes his because you already made yours. You know what I'm saying? So here we go. We have Second um, Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4. I'm going to jump in from 4 and then jump into 8. And then from, I'm going to jump into from 13 to 15. So here I go. Um, Second Corinthians um, chapter 11, verse 4. For if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus, who we have not preached, or if ye have received another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. I robbed other churches, taking wages of them to do you service. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no marvel, but Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as a minister of righteousness, righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. <laughs> See, he tells you right there in Corinthians. Satan comes as an angel of light. So when those people tell them stories of, oh, I saw Jesus, and he told me to do this and that and this and that, that wasn't Jesus. That was Satan, like it said, transforming himself into an angel of light. That, that's who that was. That's who it was. Wasn't no one else. I mean, it's clearly saying it right there. Okay? All right, so here we go. Uh, we have another one here. Now, this is about these false, this is about these preachers here who, with titles and, and clothes and money, this, these are the kind of ones y'all chase after. I'm not sure. 
doing you know, they're deceitful now. Go get it. Y'all got to stop getting into these deceitful preachers and pastors and apostles and all these names they call themselves, and it is deceitful. I ain't saying all of them, but it's a good majority. They're only coming for your money. Because when you need them, they're not there. They're not there. They're not there for the homeless. They're not there for the sick. They're not there. It's a game. It's a ploy just to get rich off of you. See how they come in. Luke 20, 45 to 47. Then in the audience of all the people, he said unto his disciples, Beware of the scribes with desire to walk in long robes and love greetings in the markets and the highest seats in the synagogues and the sheep rooms at the feast with the vile widows' houses and for show me long prayers, the same shall receive greater damnation. The vile widows' houses. <clears throat> Have y'all heard about these preachers that's coming out, sleeping with the congregation of women? Devouring widows' houses. And some of these women ain't even widows. They're just, they're just, they're just doing messed up stuff. And they coming to the church, preaching to y'all, telling y'all to pay them, motivating y'all to do, I don't even know. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know. Because I, I don't go in them, so I don't know. I don't know why people But this is what they're doing. It's a lie. It's a ploy. It's a game. They don't work for God. Jesus didn't act like this. He didn't come in and his little rose all high and mighty. He sat down with drunk people. He didn't sit, he didn't sit in the high scribes with them and, 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 and talk with them about stuff. I mean, most of the time, he was calling them out as hypocrites. Because they were. They were sinning just as much as everybody else was sinning. But then they had the audacity to murder people because of their sins, like they wasn't sinning with them. They had the audacity. That's the hypocrisy they had going on. That is the judgment Jesus was talking about when he said, don't judge someone else. That is the type of judgment he was talking about. Don't be talking about uh, condemning somebody else for their sin and you sinning yourself. You have no right to condemn no one else. You, now, you can tell somebody about the sin, because some people don't even know they're sinning. And the Holy Spirit can try to tell you that's what you're doing, and you're not listening. So then, it, you know, God comes in and he sends somebody else to tell you, give you a little example of how you're sinning. But that is not judging. Telling you right from wrong is not judging. Don't let nobody tell you that you're judging them just because you tell them right from wrong. We do this to our own children. We tell them right for wrong. But the problem is that we can be hypocritical, too, as parents, because we can tell our children, don't do this, don't have, you know, don't, don't drink, don't, don't smoke, and then we sit around drinking and smoking all every night and, and every day. What do you think your child's going to do? Or then you say, do as I say and not as I do. No, that's hypocrisy. It's hypocrisy. You don't tell your child to do something, you should be doing it as well. Plain and simple. 
Because you know you're going to whip that child. That's, that's the judgment you're going to give your child is the behind whipping when they disobey, right? Okay, so that's, that's, what we call, that's what we call judgment because we give some type of condemnation or some type of judgment. Well, ain't no different than you going to court. And you've been, you did something, you got to go to court for it. That, that judge at that court has to condemn you to something. He has to convict you of something. You're either guilty or you're not. That is judging because he has to make a decision on your life or whether, what type of punishment you're going to get. That's all judging is, is a punishment. So telling you right from wrong is not punishment. So don't, don't let nobody tell you when you tell them right from wrong that they're judging because that is not what judging is. That's what we're supposed to do for one another. We're supposed to say, hey, hey that's not what you're supposed to do. And, you know, you could have handled that a little better. That's what we're supposed to do. So if somebody say they get all offended because you're telling them the right thing to do, don't worry about it. You told them the right thing. They didn't take it in. So that's on them. But you did your job to tell them the right thing to do. So um, we're going to keep it moving from there. We kind of swayed a little bit. Um, also, we have, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull up another one of Isaiah 59, chapter 59, verses 3 to 4, and then we jump from 6 to 8, and then 13. And Isaiah 59 reads, For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, your tongue has muttered perverseness. None calleth for justice, nor any pleadeth for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. Their web should not become garments, neither shall they cover themselves with their works. Their works are works of iniquity, and the act of violence is in their hands. Their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts are thoughts of iniquity. Wasting and destruction are in their paths. The way of peace they know not, and there is no judgment in their goings. They have made them crooked paths. Whosoever goeth therein shall not know peace. And transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart hurt from the heart, uh, uttering from the heart words of falsehood. And what is the thing, what is our sermon about today? Falsehood. So even Isaiah speaks of falsehood. Now this of Isaiah is really talking about what Mark 14, chapter 14, will we be discussing right now. So, you know, it talks about the hands being the Bible blood because um, the scribes and Pharisees of that time pretty much laid a, a, a path of destruction to kill Jesus. So they made up lies, and they tried to come up with all kinds of concoctions in their head to say that Jesus said this and Jesus said that, and Jesus wasn't real, and Jesus worked for the Satan. And so they just made up all kinds of things, so and basically lies, which is falsehood, to convict Jesus, to judge Jesus. So let we gonna go ahead and get into Mark fourteen real quick here. <clears throat> All right, so we have Mark fourteen. I'm gonna read Mark fourteen, and then I'm gonna read scriptures that kind of go coincide with Mark fourteen. 
um, other uh, books of the Bible, like Matthew and Luke, all those that coincide with Mark 14. And then we're going to get into um, how Jesus predicted what these false scribes and Pharisees would do to him. And so we're going to get into that as well. And um, after that, we're going to be done, you know. I don't like to carry too long, <laughs> make y'all drowsy and stuff like that. So here we go. Um, Mark 14 in the reads. And as they sat and did eat, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, one of you which eateth with me shall betray me. And they began to be sorrowful and to say unto him one by one, Is it I? <clears throat> and another said, Is it I? And he answered and said unto them, It is one of the twelve that dippeth with me in the dish. The Son of Man indeed goeth as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Good were it for that man if he had never been born. But Peter said unto him, Although all shall be offended, yet will not I. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this day, even in this night, before the cock crow twice, thou shalt deny me three times, or thrice. <clears throat> but he spake the more vehemently. If I should die with thee, I will not deny thee in any wise. Likewise also said they all. And he cometh the third time, and he said unto them, Okay, so we're going to start right there. We're going to start right there with it. Okay, we're going to talk about Peter. Peter came out saying, I will never deny you. Right? I will never betray you. And Jesus basically told him, uh, yeah, you're going to be one of the ones that deny me. Like, you're going to like, you don't even know me. And Peter just basically just said, no, I'm not going to do this. This example of Peter is one that lies to oneself. Jesus is trying to tell you what you're going to do, and you're basically trying to lie to him and to you, to your own self. Because in the back of your mind, you really, your faith level is really not that high. You're just speaking outward, you know, showing off or whatever. But really, in the back of your mind, your faith level ain't that high. Because you're not willing to die with Jesus. You deny him. But you ain't got out of here, you're already telling him now that you're going to do. That, that's a lot of people today. That's a lot of people today. They will say, oh, I'm with Jesus, I'm with God. And as soon as somebody say, um, say something about God or Jesus or whatever, and y'all instead of sticking up for them, you say, oh, everybody um, have a right to their beliefs and all of this. So if you have a right to your beliefs, and but I'm going to, you know, and, and, and instead of just saying, you know, whatever you're doing is you, but I'm going to stick with God. Oh, you're stupid. Oh, I'm not stupid. You're stupid. I'd rather be with God. And be with the mess y'all in. Because y'all don't, you know what I'm saying? This is what most people do. They get fear. 
God. People don't even say that. <laughs> They're not going to kill you for doing the will of God. I'm going to go ahead and tell you now. People don't kill nobody for doing God's will. I'm saying that now. People kill people for laying claim to being something that Jesus never proclaimed them to be. That's why they're getting killed. Because they're not doing the will of God as that as that group of people. They're not even doing the will of God themselves. So there is a, it's a it's a really an attack against groups that are not doing the will of God. Because those who are doing the will of God really don't really get too much attack, to be honest with you. Because they're doing the will of God, they don't really get bothered with that much. Now, when you start swaying from the word of God, then, yeah, you know, you're going to get your butt with a little couple of times by some people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not going to put the whip you right back into shape, really. Because sometimes we get swayed and we got to get put back into shape. So, but, um, he was scared. And he didn't, he didn't want to say he was scared. So he kept saying in front of everybody how he was going to do how he was going to stand with Jesus. And that just didn't, it, it, he was lying to himself. And there are many people in the world that blatantly lie to themselves. They tell themselves, there are men that tell themselves they are women. There are women who tell themselves they are men. They tell themselves, God made me this way. God is not going to tell you not to sin and then make you into a sin. That is not what he's doing. He would never do that. He's not a contradicting God. So if you believe him to be a contradicting God, then something is seriously wrong with you because that's not who he is. He does not make people sin and then tell you not to sin just so he can punish you for sinning. That is not what he does. That's what it acts like. You know, it may seem that way. That's what make people make you think that it is. But that's a deception. Many people have been deceived. That is not true. God don't make nobody into sin. We just, we in flesh. So our flesh makes us want to do what we should not do. But that, that does not mean God made you into that. that we all battle some type of fleshly sin. We all battle with something. But the goal is to overcome that battle. We're not supposed to, to, to let down and do Throwing the throw around the white flag and say we give up, we surrender, take over my body. No, we're supposed to fight this. We have a spiritual war going on. There are demonic spirits working against us. And we have to use the Holy Spirit to help fight those demonic spirits that's working against us. So our flesh, yes, our flesh will bound us into sin. But we have the Holy Spirit to fight that fleshly sin. So can't sit here and say God made you this way, because God did not. But this is the lie he's telling himself, because even Peter shows you, you can lie to yourself. He is lying to himself. Judas know he was the betrayer. He didn't say words. Peter lied to him, to himself. He lied to Jesus, Jesus already knew. He was basically lying to him, himself. But we're going to keep it moving. We're still on um, Mark 14, and we'll go down. So we get down to um, Jesus um, starting to pray, you know, telling the accident, and it was praying and then asking them to pray. So he said, um, 
and he coming the third time and saying to them, sleep on now, take your rest, it is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise up, let us go. Lo, he that betrays me is at hand. And immediately, while he yet spake, come a Judas, one of the twelve. And with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and the scribes and the elders. And he that betrayed him had given them a token, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Take him and lead him away safely. And as soon as he was come, he goeth straightway to him and saith, Master, Master, and kissed him. For many bear false witness against him, but their witness agree not together. Okay, so, my bad, we're going to start right there. So he said, Master, Master, and he kissed him. So here it shows that it basically is showing to us that even those we feel are closest to us, our own friends, they can betray us. Jesus was betrayed through something as intimate as a kiss. A kiss. How many people have you kissed? I've kissed my kids. I've kissed my mom and my dad. I kissed my brothers and my sisters. And this man who said that it was supposed to be a friend to Jesus, like a brother, kissed him to betray him, to show a betrayal. He didn't kiss him because he loved him. He kissed him for betrayal, for money. For money. He betrayed Jesus for money. How many know today? How many friends you thought were friends who have betrayed you for money? Who have given up on you? Who have thrown a towel on you just because you don't make no money? How many times have you, how many people you know have been married and the wives leave them, leave the husband because the husband can't provide or he lost his job and he can't pay and so she has to step up and she has to pay and she gets fed up and she leaves. Money. He was betrayed for money. He was betrayed to people who was very much had no intentions on keeping him alive. They had their own goals they wanted to do. They wanted to keep being shepherds over the flock so they could keep on misleading the flock into the wrong direction. So they had to murder Jesus in order to do this. I don't know, you don't believe me, that's why? You don't believe me, that's why? I'm going to show you even Jesus telling us why the scribes killed him. Because they didn't kill him just because it was a prophecy. Yeah, it was a prophecy, but, you know, he already knew what was going to happen because he knew the thoughts of the scribes and the Pharisees. They, were, they, they didn't want nobody coming in, messing up what they already did. They were like the top head. Everybody had respect for them. And here comes Jesus telling them, no, you are a viper. You ain't, you a hypocrite. They're like, oh, man, this man telling us who we is. We got to put a stop to this. Because he's going to have the people against us. We ain't going to be the high rulers no more. So they want to stay in their little pastor. And here comes Jesus telling them, oh, you ain't even supposed to be up there. So they had to get rid of them. You don't believe me, right? You don't believe me? Okay. I'm going to show you Jesus telling you. He's going to tell you that they, that's what they're coming to do. They're coming to, to, to take over. So that's what they want. They want to stay taking over. All right. So 
I talked about um, being betrayed with a kiss. So then we uh, we jump right into them uh, all false accusing Jesus of all these different things, trying to get Pontius Pilate to pretty much agree to his murder. So here we go. For many bear witness against him, but their witness agreed not together. See, so they were trying to find bear false witness against him, but all the witnesses just wasn't right. You know, it was a little, the story just wasn't adding up. And they were certain and bear false witness against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made hands, and within three days I will build another made without hands. But he held his peace and answered nothing. Again, the high priest asked him and said unto him, Art thou the Christ, the Son of the Blessed? And Jesus said, I am. And you shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Ye have heard the blasphemy. What thank ye? And they all condemned him to guilty of death. And as Peter was beneath in the palace, there coming one of the maids of the high priest. And when she had saw Peter warming himself, she looked upon him and said, And thou also wast with Jesus of Nazareth? But he denied, saying, I know not, neither understand I what thou sayest. And he went out into the porch, and the cock crew, and the maid saw him again, and began to say to them that stood by, This is one of them. And he denied it again. And a little after they stood that they a little after they that stood by said again to Peter, Surely thou art one of them, for thou art Galilean, and thy speech agreeeth thereto. But he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not this man of whom ye speak. And a second time the cock grew. And Peter called to mind the word that Jesus said to him. Before the crop grow twice, thou shalt deny me thrice. And when he thought thereon, he wept. He wept. He remembered what Jesus said, and he wept. He was sorry. He was regretful. He was sorry. He was regretful. He he didn't even, like, he was like, wow, man, I really did the opposite. I really did what Jesus said I was going to do because he was scared. That's how it is. We get so scared in doing the will of God because we fear of others not wanting to accept us because we're working for God. So we fear that. We fear that the unacceptance of others by pushing God away. And then when you deny God, what you think? You deny God here from everybody else. What you think God's going to do to you when you try to come up there with him? He's going to deny you there because you didn't even have enough boldness to keep on standing with God on earth. Now we're going to go right into the other scriptures that kind of confirm those. Um, this one with um, Matthew. Matthew here, Matthew 26, um, we're having a whole bunch of scripture here, Matthew 26, we're just going to go down the line, and I'm going to stop, I'm just going to keep going, because pretty much going to say the same thing, I've already read in Mark, 
um, here we go, Matthew 26, chapter, excuse me. Ye know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will ye give me, and I will, and I will deliver him unto you? And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. Pretty much they promised him thirty pieces of silver. And from that time he saw opportunity to betray him. And as they did eat, he said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. And they were exceedingly sorrowful, and began every one of them to say unto him, Lord, is it I? And he answered, and he said, He that dipped his hand with me in a dish, the same shall betray me. The Son of Man goeth, and it is written of him, but woe unto that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It had been good for that man if he had not been born. Then Judas, which betrayed him, answered and said, Master, is it I? And he said unto him, Thou hast said. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I have thee, that this night before the cock crowed, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter said unto them, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also all the disciples said the same. Rise, let us all be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now that he had betrayed them, gave them his sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus, he said, Hell, master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Now the chief priests and elders and all the council saw false witness against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, yet found they none. At this last came two false witnesses. And, Jesus, and they said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to build it in three days. But Jesus held his peace. And the high priest answered and said unto him, I adjure thee by the living God that thou tellest whether thou be the Christ, the Son of God. And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast said, Nevertheless, I say unto you, Hereafter shall ye see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest bent his clothes, saying, He hath spoken blasphemy. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold, now ye have heard his blasphemy. Now Peter sat without in the palace, and a damsel came unto him, saying, Thou also wast with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. And when he was gone out into the porch, another maid saw him and said unto them that were, were there, This fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again he denied with an oath, I don't know the man. And after a while came unto them that stood by and said to Peter, Surely thou also art one of them, for thy speech bewrayeth thee. Then began he to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the words of Jesus, which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and 
again. Here we go. Luke, disciples are preaching verse from verse to confirm what Jesus is saying. These are the disciples. Here go Luke. Luke saying the same thing. Then it's a Satan into Judas. So now this is a whole new story, man. We ain't heard that another two. Big old Satan. Now here we go. Then it's a Satan into Judas. Son name is Iscariot, being the number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains, how he might betray him unto them. And he promised, and he sought opportunity to betray unto them in the absence of the multitude. But behold, the hand of him that betrays me is with me on the table. And surely the son of man goeth, as it was determined, for woe unto that man by whom he is betrayed. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith shall not, and thy heart, that thy heart converted, strengthen thy brother. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, which was Simon, the cough shall not crow this day, before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. And while he yet spake, behold, a multitude, and he that was called, Judas, one of the twelve, went before them and drew near to Jesus to kiss him. But Jesus said unto him, Judas, betrayest thou the Son of Man with a kiss? And when they had killed a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while, another psalm said, Thou art also with them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately, while he yet spake, the cock crew. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And many other things blasphemously spake they against him. Art thou Christ? Tell us. Tell us. Art thou the Christ? Tell us. And he said unto them, If I tell you, you will not believe. And if I ask you, you will not answer me, nor let me go. Hereafter shall the Son of Man sit on the right hand of the power of God. Then said they all, Art thou then the Son of God? And he said unto them, Yes, say that I am. You say that I am. And they said, What need we any further witness? For we ourselves have heard of it of his, have heard of his own mouth. That's the last of uh of Mark and everything. So now we're gonna get into false witnesses, and uh, we're going to even get into, uh, like I said earlier, how the uh, Jesus already was trying to tell them what they were going to do, what the plans were. Like he basically was telling them, I know your plans. I know what you're trying to do. I know that you guys are plotting to kill me. So um, read the verse uh, of John here, John chapter 10. Um, Of him speaking um, to the Jew, to the, the uh, to the um, the scribes and Pharisees. Um, here we go. So here we go. We got this. This verse is here. I want to pull up 
the Pharisees. Um, Jesus said unto them, I told you, and ye believe it not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because you are under my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall them man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. What is one? One is mean to be unified. So Jesus and, and, and God work together. They are not the same. They work together. Okay? So that's what one means. One means to, to be in agreement. One means to be in agreement. It means to be unified. So we have to be in agreement. That's one. A lot of people think one means the same. One does not mean the same. It means they are in agreement. So then the Jews took up stone again, and that's, that's another false heresy that man came up with, a doctrine man came up with to say that Jesus is God, so that we can turn our way from God and worship Jesus. But really, the all praises, all worship goes to God, really, to be honest with you, I'm just saying. Just adding that in there. You know, that's, that's just the doctrine people would tell you to sway your faith from God. That's what Jesus came, Jesus worked for God, Jesus did the will of the Father, and he told us to also do the will of the Father. So Jesus is not the Father, God is the Father, so we must do the will of the Father. Then the Jews took those stones again to stone him, and Jesus answered them, many good works that I showed you from my Father, for which of those words do you, do you stone me? And the Jews answered him, saying, for good work we stone thee not. But for blasphemy, and because thou art being a man, makest thyself God. And so, as, as say ye of them, whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemest, because I said, I am the Son of God. If I do not work the works of my Father, believe me not. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works, that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me, and I am in him. What are you saying to him? Okay, you don't believe in me, but believe in the Father that sent me. I am. I, I am never. Did you were really saying I said I'm the Father. I'm not. What did I say? I was the Father. Just because I said we are one, does not mean that I said that I was the Father. I'm telling you, I am the Son of God. So I'm not the Father. I'm the Son. So that's what he's basically saying. I mean, God works within me, and God will also work within all of us. So that does not make us God, because God works in us. So that did not make Jesus God because God worked in him. That's not what he's saying. But those scribes and Pharisees, they were trying to push him as blasphemy and saying this. And that's why they tried to bring it up later, and it just didn't work. And so that's what they started talking about. When he said he's going to break down the temple. Mark 8. Jesus was speaking also in Mark 8. He said, when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever shall <clears throat> will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. For whosoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels, the same shall save it. For what shall the profit of man if he shall, save, shall gain the whole world and lose his soul? Or what shall a man give exchange for his soul? Whosoever death shall be ashamed of me and of my words and this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he come into the glory of the Father with the holy angels. So, right here, before he even gets crucified, he's already telling his disciples, 
about betrayal, about denying him, about denying the gospel, about denying God. He's already saying it. So he's already telling them, don't worry about the life here because you're going to gain something greater later. So he's already forewarning them that you might have to die to keep us, to keep this going. It's a possibility that you might have to die, and it's a risk you should be willing to take. You know what I'm saying? That you would, that you would stand strong in the faith of God and in Jesus and God, that in the Holy Spirit, all these things, you should stand strong in no matter what. He was literally trying to explain this to the disciples before he was even murdered. So when Peter goes in and, and denies by, by lying to himself, and then denying Jesus three times, he should have went back to that conversation as well. That conversation should have been brought up to, like, oh, my gosh, he warned us about our lives might be taken away. We're here trying to spare our own selves when we should do whatever we got to do to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what is that? The kingdom of God is at hand. And until you know what the kingdom of God is, or the kingdom of heaven, you, you, you have no clue what you're saying. But that's what we're supposed to be. You're preaching and you're preaching that, and he ain't preaching. Um, I got one more. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get into um, Jesus. Um, Jesus um, telling the, basically telling the scribes and Pharisees who they are. And he like, he can see them, like, I know you. I know what you're about to do. I know you're playing. So here you go. This, he used a parable to do this. So here's a parable. Here, another parable. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and heads the roundabout and digged a wine press in it and built a tower and let it out to husbandmen and went into a far country. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servant to the husbandmen, and that they may receive the fruit of it. Okay, so he sent his servant to the husband. Who are the servants? Servants are basically like disciples. He sent the disciples. I said the thing. He sent the disciples out to the husbandmen. Who are the husbandmen? The husbandmen are people who are supposedly saying that they're already working for God. Okay. All right. So the husband took the servant and beat one and killed another and stoned another. Now you look back in the Old Testament, there are many prophets that were killed, stoned, murdered, and weren't really disciples, but they were prophets. And they were murdered, working for, for, for God. So let's say that's them. So he sent them out to the people, and they did this to them. And again, he sent out some more servants, more than the first. And it did them. Likewise, they did them the same way. But at last, all he said, but, but last of all, he sent unto them his son, saying, They will reverence my son. So now, we have the household, which is God, who decided saying, Oh my God, I've sent all my servants, all my prophets out to speak with these people. And they killed my prophets. So maybe if I send my son, they will reverence my son. 
this whole thing uh, with chapter with First uh, John chapter four, and we're going to end it with this. And um, I thank you guys for listening, and um, I hope you got something out of it. I hope you understood it. Um, God ain't playing no games with us. We got to get right because time is drawing near. Strong more near than ever because a lot of the prophecies that Jesus said he was coming, they're coming to pass quick right now. Like, Solomon Gomorrah is really coming. Flooding in. I want to read um, 1 John 4th chapter, and that's how we're going to end it. Beloved, believe not every spirit. Whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is coming to the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is coming to the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it shall come, and even now already is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you. That he that is in the world greater than he that is in you. God is in God wants to be in all of us. He didn't just want to dwell in Jesus. He wanted to dwell in all of us. But we gotta get right for God to dwell in us. <clears throat> they are of the world. Therefore, speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. So he that knows God heareth God. He that is not of God heareth us not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. God is love. They don't get to twist it. God is not lust. So you see these banners out from people who are promoting homosexuality and, 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 and promiscuousness, these, God is not sexual love. He's not. The kind of love God gives is everlasting type love. He has nothing to do with flesh because God is not flesh. He is spiritual. So why would, he be, why would y'all even have a banner saying God is love and you know good and where you're talking about love? But that's how they deceive the masses. And people go along with it because they want to be deceived. Some people welcome deception. They welcome it. They embrace it. Keep reading. And this was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Herein is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. God dwells in us just like he dwells in his son. He does it in us. Hereby know that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. 
God bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father God. We want to thank you, Lord. Father God, we just want to thank you, God, for the messenger on this morning, God. Father God, look on her household, God. Lord God, bless your daughter today, Father God. And Father God, everything that she has poured out for us, your people, Father God, Lord God, pour back into her now, God. Lord God, send her, God, a time of refreshing, God, in this new season, God, in this year of 2020, Father God. Lord God, pour out upon her, God, the greater, God, because her ladder shall be greater than her former, Father God. Lord God, look on her household, God. Lord God, bless her and all that she do, God. Bless the work of her hands, Father God. Lord, we thank you for your vessel this morning, God. Coming forth, God, bringing your word of life to us, your people, Father God. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. People of God, we want to thank you for listening in this morning. We want to bless the Lord, amen, for our messenger this morning, Tamika Johnson, all the way, amen, from Savannah, Georgia, USA. We just thank God, amen, that she ministered to our hearts, amen. Coming from the book of Mark, chapter 13 and chapter 14, hallelujah, people of God. So we're going to open up the line. Amen. For our iron sharpening, iron moment. Amen. That's where you, the caller, the listener, get an opportunity, amen, to just come forth, amen, and release what it is, hallelujah, that God has in your heart this morning. If you just want prayer, amen, hallelujah, you can just call in, hallelujah, uh, for prayer this morning, amen. And for those of you who are listening in one of our media, social media outlets, our podcasts, our speaker, amen, or whatever way, hallelujah, you may be tuned in. And if you just want us, hallelujah, to stand in agreement with you this morning, you can call in the line at 319-527-2332. Again, that's 319-527-2332. Amen. And we're going to open up the line for our iron sharpening iron moment. Amen. For those of you who may just want to come forth, amen, and just congratulate the mighty woman of God on the word of God this morning and how it may have blessed you. Amen. So the line is open. People of God, hallelujah, hallelujah. There were so many powerful things released. Amen. This morning, amen, as the woman of God was speaking, amen, and dealing with the things, hallelujah, that we are going in through today. Hallelujah. You know about all this falseness that's going on in the earth. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus was saying that many will come in my name. Hallelujah. But see, they're not authentic. They're not original people of God. And we have to get into a place, amen, where we begin to get into the faith of God and we begin to get into an intimate relationship. 